Welcome to Fold in the Cheese, the recipe for fantasy football success. We are your hosts, two average dudes, watched a lot of football, played a lot of fantasy football, and our wives told us to get real jobs. And uh, we said pass. We'd much rather talk about football instead, so here we are. Uh, this is a podcast for those who are just starting in the fantasy football. We want to bring some knowledge to help you get started. We'll be here along with you on the whole journey throughout the season, checking in, checking in with players and seeing who we should sit, who we should start, all that fun stuff. And for those who are a little more advanced, don't worry, we got some stuff for you too. Yeah, so if you're a casual fantasy player and you're tired of not winning, we're going to change that for you. If you never played before and you feel like, hey, I think I'd like to play this and I think I'd like to win my first time through, we're here for you too. Let's make this happen. Get some W's. Let's get it. Welcome back to Fold in the Cheese. I'm your host, Kemper Troll. Excited to be here today. And as always, I'm joined by the Schmidt to my Nick. If you guys are New Girl fans. Who's that Do you get that one? If you're not, you got to check it out. It's awesome. Ethan, what's going on, dude? Nothing much, man. I mean, you got to be a New Girl fan. We actually were jumped on late to that show. We only saw it. I think there's already three seasons in. We jumped on. Spectacular. And yes, I do have a douchebag jar sitting on my desk right here. So hopefully I won't have to uh, put any additions into it today. No promises. Yeah, I'm going to call you out. We'll see what happens. I'm going to call you out on that. Yeah, we'll see. I thought um, we, I think we latched on pretty early on, on New Girl. Um, it might have been when we had the Nielsen system did, did we ever tell you we had that nielsen rating system in our house we talked about that at some point like were you like an official 10. nielsen raider we were an official nielsen family like they, wow. they put this box on your tv and you get oh, an extra dang. remote and you have to like activate the box whenever you're watching something and it's live or dvr and then like every 40 minutes or so you have to like hey i'm still here kind of thing wow and it sends nielsen all of the information of your viewing and so like we were on. We were Nielsen family. I think around the time New Girl was just coming out, and so that's pretty um, spectacular. We, we we watched it a lot. Well, the lady is kind of funny that like so we watched a ton of TV before we had kids. Like we watched a lot of TV, and the lady showed up at our door one day, and because we like Jamie and I kind of joked like we should get we should be like part of the ratings crew like because we know good TV and we're always like trying to jump on new shows and we get mad when some of our favorite shows would get canceled. We're like, ah, how do we stop this? We could, we could have saved it. <laughs> We could have saved it. And so uh, one day this lady shows up at her door and rings the doorbell and opens up. She's like, hi, I'm whatever her name was with uh, Nielsen ratings. And I was like, we've been waiting for you. <laughs> we've been waiting for you. Yes. And she's like, um, we'd like to do this. Anyway. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, Come on you, in. Just sell. Yep. Stop selling, lady. Bring, You're, yeah. You, we're good. Yeah. Well, well they, they pay that. us. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I didn't know you actually got like a box and stuff like that. Like, that's crazy. See, I'm... I guess, well, I am a cheapskate, but anyway, like I get those letters in the mail. It says like, oh, if you fill out this survey, we'll send you $5 in the mail. I'm like, $5? Yep, I'll do that. So, because like the best one is like, they give you a dollar saying, look how much of good on our promises we are. We're already going to give you this dollar no, <laughs> without doing anything. But if you fill out this survey, you can get five more dollars. I said, wait, five more dollars? So I filled out the survey, but then they have me hooked. So I fill out the survey. They mail me back $5. And then they say, okay, if you fill out this TV diary, we'll give you $10. I'm like, whoa, you had me at dollars. So <laughs> I felt pretty important there with the uh, the old Nielsen ratings. I, I wasn't as so, cool yeah. as you with a, with a box, but I got my 10 bucks. Such, it was pretty fun. You're such a college kid. Like, <laughs> you know, thir- a 30-something college kid. It's, it's so something <laughs> me, me like 15 years ago. would have I would have done anything for $10. <laughs> 
I still do. Yeah. I was the guy who signed up. Like my wife gives me grief about this all the time. I was the guy who signed up for like every credit card on campus. Like there's one day when we first got to college when they like had up on the quad, like all these different booths were all around. It was like, Oh yeah. Just giving away free stuff. And like, like several of them were credit card companies trying to get us to sign up. And they had like a Heineken t-shirt that said wake forest on it. And I was like, Yep, I got to get one of those. I need that. <laughs> sign up for a credit card. I signed up for like three credit cards that day. And uh, Jamie's just like, I cannot believe you signed up for credit cards. And I was like, they're so, giving free t-shirts, man. Of course I did. Speaking of signing up for credit cards, uh, only you can see this, but I'm currently wearing a, I wouldn't say it's the flashiest of Red Sox jerseys, but same thing. Like when I was in high school, my buddies and I would go to Red Sox games all the time and same deal. Like, you know, they have all these booths signed up for this Red Sox MasterCard and you get whatever the free gift of the day is. So it could be like a Red Sox blanket. It could be a Red Sox jersey. It's like, yep, we would do it every time. But we were, this is how high tech we were. We said, okay, we don't want to actually affect our credit scores. We're not going to give our real info. We would memorize fake social security numbers because they would then quiz you. Like you fill out the little forms, like, all right, your name, your address, and your social security number. So we would then have to give up remember fake social security numbers for when they quiz you and so yes i am currently wearing said red sox jersey the red sox blanket is in my uh closet linen closet over there so yeah i think there might be some <laughs> ethan fell fans who born on yeah, july 10th say. 1974 with a social security <laughs> of one two three four five six seven eight nine. <laughs> oh man wow i was gonna ask if that was a uh, geethan elfland uh if that was his if that was his jersey I don't think I actually, uh, I think I actually did sign up for some of the cards. Like I, I got a couple of yes, them that I signed them. up for and I, no, I canceled them within like a month, I think. And then one of them, I think I just kept and like, weirdly enough, because I never had a balance on it or whatever, I, I think like it didn't hurt my credit. It may have actually even kind of helped. Like it had a certain number of available credit that, that it allowed me to have and I hadn't used any of it. So like, <laughs> I hadn't it, used it my credit. <laughs> yeah. I guess well I done. use a debit card all the time. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty clutch. Uh, we're so genius. We're so such geniuses. Game in the system all the time. But uh, man, <clears throat> anyway, Nielsen system was pretty sweet. Was, that is. Cool I can't believe they came door to door and you got the box. I'm jealous. Yeah, they showed up, gave it to us, and they, and they was like, they sent us like seventy five dollars per quarter or something. Like it was like a good amount of money at, at that I time. Got we're kind of like like seventy five bucks. I'm filling know? out. I mean, it was I'm filling out. Listen, diaries handheld. You're just watching the TV. You don't have to do anything. I'm filling out diaries. I don't. I did not even know that was a thing. Filling out a diary <laughs> for your TV watching. But I will say it was kind of annoying. Like you had an extra remote, and you like it would start flashing at you, and you're like, oh, 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 grab the remote. Like click the button. Yep, still watching. Okay, and you had to sign in for like there were four buttons on there, so you could designate who the four people were. And so like I was button one, and Jamie's button two, and like if we had a guest, oh, we had to, we had to create a button for them. So like they would have if they're on a different TV or something they would have to oh like my gosh. log in and watch you know, but it it did interestingly enough it did make you like very deliberate about what you're watching because you're like I don't want to give this rating so I'm not going to watch it you know <laughs> I don't want to give them the like, credit the satisfaction that like, this show is yeah. getting any of my time. <laughs> I'm not watching that one live. I'll watch it you know I'll watch it on DVR because like you know the live shows got more credit because they got advertisements you know you don't you can't skip to the advertisements so like our favorite shows we watch live every week because we had to make sure we were trying to give them some points you had to save them right because now you can you now them. you held the power to save the show yeah we had to save them we Good may job. have saved uh there was this super random musical show called gallivant did you ever watch gallivant i feel like I, was, I heard the name but never watched it. yes 
it was hilarious and so goofy Gallivan. and dumb, and we just loved it. And so I think we might wasn't have saved that because it came. Wasn't there a big name in that show, or am I thinking of something completely off? Um, I don't know who the main guy was. Um, it there were some people big. who became big, and there might have yeah no 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 there was a I don't remember the guy's name, but um, the king I think was like a relatively well known guy. There were a couple people that showed up in it. It was hilarious and. We thought there was no, it was so off the wall. We thought there's just no chance it's going to come back for a second season. And then they came back for a second season, which we think was because of our Nielsen ratings. <laughs> and uh, the, even like, even in the show, the opening musical act for like season two is like, we can't believe we got, you know, renewed for another <laughs> season. It's like, what is the network thinking? You know, it was really funny. So was the end credits just a title card thanking the troll family? We <laughs> thank you yeah, for your yeah, watching basically. and saving our show. Yeah. Basically, basically, yeah, that's pretty nice, much it. man. You should get some royalties yeah. off that. We should, we should. It it re released as well on Netflix or something a couple of years ago, and we we started rewatching some of it. It <laughs> oh was like gosh. I don't know. It, it may not have aged quite as well, like at the time, and like how old we were, and time of our life, and all that was just like really funny. It's 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 just it was just so weird. It was funny, you know, one of those kind of shows. Anyway, real quick, talking about not aging well. I mean, first of all, when we were kids. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, best show of all time. We can both yep. agree on this. Yes. I know your I son is huge it. into it. And I was getting my yep. kids into, we're talking about the old version, like in the 80s. I'm not talking yes, about these reboots where it's CGI. Anyway. Um, no. But I have started to rewatch them with my kids. Oh my gosh. Shredder is literally like the worst villain of all time. He is the most <laughs> inept. And first of all, the turtles, like, they never even use their weapons. It's mainly just the the villains is kind of like falling down or slipping on banana peels, and that's how they lose. And they're like, oh, I'll get you again, turtles. Like, well, you can get them right now. They, nothing has changed. You just fell down. <laughs> they're still <laughs> so, just sitting there. Yeah. <laughs> why? Why is this any different? Um, so yeah, so sorry, true. little tangent there. But I was just like, man, I loved this show as a kid. Don't get me wrong, I still love it. But man, Shredder was just dumb. Well, you wonder if the kids would would still love it because that simplicity like probably carries over just fine. But if their shows nowadays have gotten more complex and believable, then maybe they yeah. also think it's terrible. I don't know. Let's be honest. My kids uh, just love watching any screen, so they're not going to think anything's terrible. Yeah, mine are the same way. They're not going to argue if you just put it in front of them. Um, anyway, let's talk some football today as oh, well. Yeah, that, yeah, let's do that. That's a, that's a thing. We're going to talk about uh, some of the stories from the weekend. We'll go through the cheese segment. We've got some blind resumes as well. And some players to look for on the waiver wire. Pretty slim pickings this week, but it's a pretty heavy bye week. So yeah, you don't want to have okay. to uh, pay attention to the buys. Hit those waivers. You may have to use a claim on somebody that is not really worth it any other week, but you know, desperate times, right? Ugh. And then we'll recap the, uh, recap the Yahoo League as well. Yeah, I'm finally um, excited to do that. Hooray. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to try and punt on that one. That's good. Nope, That's good. No punting. Yeah, you, you blew it out. Uh, spoiler alert. Ethan blew it out. So I'd say uh, around the league, we, we normally hit the injuries first. They're, they're usually the most substantial thing. Found out on Saturday, as you all know, Christian McCaffrey's put on IR, which we thought there was a chance he was going to come back and play this week. Yeah. He was practicing in full pads. And then suddenly they're like, nah, he's out for nope. three more weeks. This so, has just been uh, such, that was, just weird. such a weird development. Like, Again, teasing, basically, he's saying he's going to be playing. He's going to be suiting up. Like, oh, nope, JK, three weeks, you're gone. It's just, I don't know if they're intentionally doing it or what. I, it's just bizarre. I got to tell you, I we talked about this when it happened. And we talked about this with Chuba Hubbard, too. And part of the analysis was like, 
you remember we had the caller who asked the question about, you know, who do I trade Chuba for? And one of my answers, of course, we had a couple different scenarios depending on what worked for them. But one of them was maybe don't trade him because maybe McCaffrey's not coming back that quickly. I had him last year after I traded you, Joe Mixon. You know, we we both had both those guys. They did the same exact thing. They kept saying they were coming back. They kept not coming back. And all of a sudden you got, you know, you got like 10 games out of Mike Davis last year. And so I don't. I'm having trouble figuring out why McCaffrey would need to be out more than two more weeks, but maybe he, maybe he's totally healthy by then. He comes back and does something else. I mean, who knows? So if you still kept, if you kept Chuba Hubbard, good on you. You get at least two more yeah, weeks okay. out of him. He's been playing pretty well. I think he's an RB two type of a runner, maybe RB three. But I mean, he's completely serviceable. No he's getting you like he's getting you like what 15, 16 points a game. We get you a touchdown yeah. anywhere from sixty to seventy yards. Totally serviceable. Yeah, I, I agree. So uh, that was kind of like the headline story um, before the games got started. And then during the games, Kareem Hunt suffered a pretty bad calf injury. Um, I, I've heard from his coach, I guess, is saying maybe four to six weeks. They're saying he could go to IR, which is only a three week designation this year. Uh, I think he's going to be out, you know, probably anywhere from three to six weeks. I would say just combine those two things. I would guess he's going to go to IR uh, Nick Chubb might come back this week, uh, but they're on Thursday night football. And so I would imagine they probably would rather rest him one more week, sure. which means you're looking at someone like Dearness Johnson or Demetric Felder um, I, or Felton. Sorry. I think that um, I think Dearness is probably the guy he's done it before in, in spells last yeah. year. He showed up for a little bit, so he's probably the guy you want there, but well, I was going to say, because Felton's more of that, that James white third down coming and get some catches. Uh, but I would, if Chubb can't go, yeah, it's at Dearness for sure. Yeah. Here's one that's been super annoying for me, Antonio Gibson. So he's been playing through a hairline fracture in his shin. And when I say playing through, I mean not playing that well, but showing up every day. <laughs> so he's been playing. And yeah, he's been showing up. He's he's actually on the field. But, I mean, he's running okay, but he's not getting a ton of work. They're They're being tentative with him. Um, he got kind of re-aggravated the injury and maybe hurt his calf as well, which I'm sure is related because you're in the same area there. Yep. I think he needs to sit for a week or two and just get totally healthy. Let that, that, that hairline fracture heal. Um, I have trouble trusting him until he's back to hundred percent and I have to play him on several leagues. I have benched him. Of course I benched him the week that he went off because he wasn't playing that <laughs> well anyway. And then when I found I was injured, I was like, okay, maybe I should bench him. And, and like, that would have been the right call this week. He didn't do very well. You know, JD McKissick's been very involved all I mean, season. He's stealing and touchdowns right there. He's still in touchdowns. He's in two minute drill. I think if Gibson, if they do decide to sit him, I think you'll see more McKissick. They'll get Jarrett Patterson in there. People thought, I think initially that he was more like Gibson, like he could handle the, the workload. But McKissick, I think is just too trusted in that offense. I think he's going to get a, a pretty heavy load. Did you see Jarrett Patterson in college? No. Because first of all, that guy is five foot nothing. And he played at Buffalo. Great some action. Right. Shout out to Central Michigan. And um, that guy was unbelievable. There was one game he was playing against Kent State. I believe it was his senior year. He had 200 yards and four touchdowns in the first half. I mean. Holy cow. Yeah, so kind of like Rashawn just Stevenson for New England, he was a preseason stud. Everyone was high on him, but you know, just hasn't gotten a chance to get in. So it would be interesting to see how much they can try and get him involved if uh, Gibson doesn't play. He's good. Hmm. He's little, but he's good. Well, McKissick's not big either. So I mean, I don't, I don't know who they've got that 
I mean, Gibson's not a huge guy, but he's like a more prototypical back. So yeah, it's something to, to be aware of. I don't know if they're going to sit Gibson or not. I wish they would. Honestly, I just, I would rather him miss two weeks now and then have him healthy for the be rest full. of the season. Right. Yeah. Cause it's getting really annoying having him go out there and then limp off and then he's not playing that well, whatever. Um, Baker Mayfield re-injured his shoulder. This thing's like, it's been dislocated. I think he dislocated it again. That's, that's one of those injuries. It's his non-throwing shoulder. That's one of those injuries that you just kind of have to play through and it's pain tolerance. They can give him a shot. It'll dislocate. They can pop it back into place. He can run back on the field. Annoying. I mean, he, he has to play. Let's be honest with Chubb gone, Hunt gone, Landry gone. He has to play. <laughs> so yeah, sorry, Baker. Just rub some dirt on it and get out there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Gonna need you out there. He hasn't been awesome anyway, so I don't think anyone's like counting on him necessarily. But thought it was noteworthy. Uh, Kadarius Tony, my boy, my new boy, Kadarius Tony, re-injured Hulk. that ankle. Yeah, uh, yeah, Hulk. He re-injured that ankle. Looks like week seven's kind of in doubt. Um, I don't think they have any concerns long term, so that's good. They may rest him and get him back to full health. He looked good in the first. <laughs> series that he was out there i mean i think i think he's on to something special in new york well his week seven is in doubt i think the giant season is in doubt i mean holy buckets <laughs> talk about a mash they unit just being terrible <laughs> they got smoked i gotta tell you i was in new york this weekend and i saw more rams fans than i expected <laughs> um like coming up the subways like i think i think they flew in i mean i saw them in the airport too they flew wow. in for the game like it was it was pretty wild i was i was pretty surprised by that uh, yeah, the Giants, you're probably getting more Rams Rams game on the road than they do at home. Why are they not getting fans at home, man? I don't get that. It's a Rams curse. Happened in St. Louis. Uh, I'm gonna blame Kroenke on that one, dirtbag. But I will say that the, the fans in New York are actually more excited about the potential Dallas loss than they were the Giants <laughs> game. I, I saw more fans cheering during that New England Dallas game than I saw rooting for the uh, rooting for the Giants. So. Uh, another injury we had Alex Collins left the Seattle Pittsburgh game. He's got an ass problem and his hips hurting. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the dude. He's got um, a, he broke his butt. He broke his butt. He broke his butt. <laughs> he broke his butt. Um, I think they're saying like he's got a chance to play in Week Seven. Pete Carroll is like notorious for for having like the most optimistic outlook. Um, I would guess he maybe doesn't play. They've got a slew of people in that backfield. DJ Dallas. DJ Dallas. He's back there. They got Travis Homer, who's filled in in the past. I heard Rashad Penny's coming off of IR. Like, he might be back in the mix. Like, Rashad Penny. I don't know. Don't even mention his name. He's always the guy like, oh, watch out for Rashad Penny. He could be a sleeper this year. He might steal some carries. This no. is the year. Screw Rashad Penny. I, I took that bait a couple years ago. No. Get off. Get out you of know, here. Rashad you know what's going to happen with Rashad Penny? He's, he's going to blow up. He's going to have a Devontae Parker year one of these days. You know, like eventually, five years after all the hype, he's going to come out and blow it out for one season and be like a top 10 running back. We're like, Rashad Penny, there he is. There he is. Whatever. He's a riddle you just and can't then, solve. You just can't solve. Then, um, last note here is Michael Thomas is eligible to return. So everyone's kind of thinking, like, Uh-oh. week seven, he's going to be back. So pretty excited about that. Um, I am hearing that, or at least I was reading that they don't think he's like, he's ready yet. He's probably still a couple weeks out. So uh, all the excitement and anticipation of that week seven return looks like it's probably going to be more likely something like week nine or 10. So, but here's the Sweet. question is he, he's going to lose his IR status. So he'll have to be bumped to your regular roster, right? Cause he's sitting in your IR right now. So 
will he will you have to lose a roster spot for him? So his designation is still currently pup. Oh, it's pup with the right return now. designation. Okay. He was on the pup list, which is a six week designation. They could um, so like he he would have to if there is a announcement that he's off of pup but has not been ruled out for the week, then he would have to go to your roster. Uh, you don't have to do that like immediately. It's just like before the game start, I think. Um, but if he gets ruled out week by week, he can stay in the IR slot. You know, IR slots not just for people who are technically on IR. They, if they're right. just ruled out for any reason, they can go to the IR. So he could still bump down there. I took him out of my IR slot because I had some other folks that needed to to get into hospital beds. So <laughs> I, I thought I was going to be maybe be able to activate him, and I'm not sure. Uh, there's some injury updates there. A couple of other noteworthy points I wanted to make here. My man, Justin Fields, they let him run the ball this week. Six carries, 40, 43 Whoa. yards. How about that? Let How about him, that? Let the him guy run. Can run. Let him run. Uh, speaking of letting him run, Derrick Henry, oh, good God. That good God. That man, half machine. First of all, the guy's, what, 6'5 and, what, 250 or 6'3, or 250 pounds. He had the highest speed of any running back this season when he busted off for that 75 yarder, he was running 22 miles an hour. How yeah. does that, yeah. how does that equate? The physics and math do not work, but oh, I'm just cow. telling you, I, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it too many times. If you get this guy in the open field, he will burn you. He's faster than almost everybody in the field. It is crazy. It is crazy. And he still punishes oh, you. <laughs> and then if you do catch him, he's going to make you look silly. Oh yeah, was it Josh Norman again? Did he get posterized again, or was I just looking at an old clip from previous years where he got stiff armed? I think that was an old clip. He okay. might not be in the league anymore. He's he's had to yeah, retire. He has, <laughs> talk about falling off the map! Holy cow! Yeah, he disappeared. Uh, but with Derrick Henry being the man, Titans, like I told you, watch them come out and win this game. You know what I mean? Like yep. this is the team that we hope they would be, and sure the hell enough, yes, they were. They showed up. Tighten up. I don't know why the Bills didn't kick a field goal to go to overtime. That was dumb. Yeah, that was, that was a head scratcher. I'll take it. I will take it. Tighten up, baby. Let's go. Uh, the Chargers, this was shocking. The Chargers absolutely no-showed against the Ravens. I thought this was going to be I mean, a shootout. Yeah. They just we saw this game. We were talking about it in Pick'em. We thought this was going to be one of the best matchups of the week. We got two hot teams coming in. I mean, I, I picked the Ravens just because they always burn me when I don't pick them. So I, I went with it. I did not expect this. I don't think anybody did. I mean, the Chargers Curb just look stomping. absolutely hapless. Yikes! Curb stomping. Did you did you see all three of the running backs for the Ravens got a touchdown? <laughs> Latavius Murray, Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon and Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, all three got a touchdown. I mean, retirement party. It is like a retirement party. Twenty sixteen call. They want uh, they want they want to give you some touchdowns back. <laughs> Good grief! Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is back at practice this week, so Trey Lance has not been in practice yet and he's out with a knee sprain looks like jimmy's gonna jump right back in i mean if especially if lance can't go it's not really a controversy uh if jimmy's healthy and looks like he might be looking healthy it's gonna be back in slinging it so yeah i think that's good for the passing it's probably good for the passing game on the whole uh he's he's got more poise in the pocket and has been throwing better than uh than lance but i don't know that it's a sizable difference um for any of the weapons Nah, i wouldn't say so how about those Jaguars, the London Jaguars with their those first one London, of the season? The uh, London Jags. Wow. Yeah. You picked it. You called it last uh, last week. You called it. Comeback victory. Yep. Yeah. Called it. 
Arizona still undefeated. Defense is starting to look good. That is the scary part. Their offense yeah. has been humming all year. The defense has been not great. The last couple of weeks, they've they've put the clamps down. Look out. This was without Chandler Jones this week, too. I haven't been watching. I mean, excuse me. I have been watching, but I haven't been following. Is J.J. Watt doing anything out there? Just kind of doing the he quiet, helped. no yeah. headline kind of stuff? He, yeah. I mean, he requires double teams. I think that's... Right. as valuable as anything right he uh he gave baker mayfield a pat on the back when he was injured i saw that <laughs> it was like very humanitarian of him it is like, uh, no, i think he's disruptive yeah i think he's disruptive i think he's when you have enough stars on the line you got to double somebody and you freeze somebody else up and you can't double everybody and so it's one of those situations where it's like who do you who do you try and take away uh and so chandler jones has been a menace he's been a monster and, yeah in part, I think in part because they have to put extra attention on JJ Watt. So, yeah, their okay. their defense is starting to look pretty good. Chiefs bounce back and uh, throttled the Washington football team. I like mean, we discussed last week. The I think the score was a little deceiving. I wouldn't necessarily say they throttled them. The first half, Chiefs were looking shaky, man. I mean, Washington was leading at one point, in the, like towards the end of the first half. Did you see that one Mahomes interception he threw? Uh, I, th- I know he threw two on the day, but he was getting pressured. He, oh no, excuse me. He fumbled the snap, was able to get it back, and then was rolling out, got pressured, was going down, just kind of held the ball by the nose and just kind of pushed it to throw it. <laughs> and it just went straight up in the air. The easiest interception you'll ever see. And it was funny. You listen to even the, the Chiefs color guy, listen to the radio and like, um, I don't know what Mahomes was thinking there. I mean, the guy makes plays out of nothing. He can do it eyes closed, no look, sidearm. But he also, I mean, he does make some questionable plays. I think that was one of them. It was just so bizarre to see. So, yeah, they they beat him handily, but if you look at the final score, but it was closer than you think. And I know Casey is starting to right the ship, but, man, something just still seems a little bit off of them to me. Well, yeah, and to your point, it was uh, Washington was up at halftime even. So, yeah. It was a second half beatdown, I guess, more than anything else, because uh, they held Washington scoreless in the second half, and that's when they kind of poured, the Chiefs poured it on. But yeah, I heard earlier in one of the games earlier this season, Mahomes threw a pretty bad pick on one of those plays where he's falling down, and he's just basically like, because he'll, he'll, he'll shot put it like that, or he'll try and do basically like an option pitch forward, or he'll like shovel pass, or like he'll do these random throws that when they land, you're like, unbelievable, you know? Right. And, and normally if they don't land, they just fall incomplete, you know, like he's smart enough to know, like, don't, don't throw it up to where someone else could get it. Just make, make it to where my guy can get it or no one can get it kind of thing. And one of the announcers was kind of like, this guy's got the biggest green light of any player in the NFL. He's got a green light to do whatever he wants because he can make those plays. You know, he can do stuff Mm -hmm. that no one else can do. And Aaron Rodgers is kind of that way too. But I mean, these guys are allowed to do that. And when you, you got to take the bad with the good when you do that. The problem is this year it's not working as much, you know, he's throwing right. more picks and he's, he's getting a little careless. And I don't know. I don't know if you want to say that you got to rein it in because that that is his style of play. But if it's costing you games, you got to do something. I mean, he already has 18, excuse me, eight interceptions on the year when last season he had six total. Um, I mean, he's tied for second in the second to last in the interceptions thrown. It's just bizarre. I mean, he's still putting up big numbers, but the interceptions is just a weird thing to see. It's starting to look a little too much like Jameis. Too close 
for comfort. Let's not get too carried away here. I mean, it's, it's a little good. like those are bad decisions, though, right? I mean, that's a really bad yeah. decision. That is a really bad. Um, but as you so, said, like I don't know, Jameis Jameis doesn't have the same green light that Patty Mahomes does, and Patty has more of the uh, the resume to be able to do those things. But you're right; I can see some of those questionable calls and questionable throws. But Jameis yeah. was running through red lights. That's what Jameis does. <laughs> Jameis right, don't need a green that. light. He, he don't need a green light. <laughs> He's going anyway. <laughs> All right, that's it from around the league. Um, what do you say we we talk about cheese for a little bit? I love talking about some cheese. We cut and folding and spreading. Yeah, I want to explain this again for uh, for the new listeners out there. So we're going to take a list of players here. We're going to talk about if we are spreading the cheese on these players. If we're spreading the cheese, that means we like what we're seeing. We're buying it. We believe it. We think it's going to keep happening. Are we folding in the cheese? Which again, we're still not quite sure what that means. So we're going to say <laughs> we're not sure what this player is going to be. We're, we're hesitant, just tentative. In. You just fold it in. I don't know what that means. So maybe we're not sure about this player. We like it. We're not completely sold. Or are we cutting the cheese? This is garbage. This is not. This is either a fluke performance or this guy's dud. Enough duds that I'm ready to cut him. <laughs> so let me hit you with the first one. All right, let's do it. Jalen Waddle. Our man Jalen Waddle, who Jaylen. flashed early this season, looked really mm-hmm. good when Tua was out there. Tua goes down. Jacoby Brissett comes in. Waddle is kind of up and down with Brissett and has been yo-yoing a bit this year. But mm-hmm. comes out this week with Tua back, 13 targets, 10 receptions, 70 yards, two touchdowns. What do you think? Oh, man, it's a tough one. Um, I did like what we saw early with Jalen Waddle. I think he was had a good kind of early connection with Tua. And then even with Jacoby Brissett, I know his numbers weren't huge and flashy because Jacoby Brissett, but he was getting a lot of those targets and a lot of the receptions. I think he had one game where what he had like 10 receptions granted it was for like 40 yards, but I mean, he's clearly one of their primary targets. And now with Tua back, the expectations are going to go up. So it's hard to say, or I can't believe I'm saying this to a Dolphins player, but I'm actually uh, spreading the cheese on Jalen Waddle. I like what he can do. I like Wood Tua back, uh, what the, the the dimension he brings to it. And also, let's be honest, they're going to be throwing a lot this year just because they're going to be playing from behind. Dolphins are not looking great, so they really got to prove something. They have something to prove. They got all these weapons in the offseason. They have all this talent. They just have not been putting it together, and they haven't showed it. So I'm spreading it on them just because of that that wonderful P word of potential. And you know, hopefully with Tua back, it's, it's really going to kind of go upwards. I think the I think the P word needs to be a douchebag jar going forward. It's a it's a <laughs> lot of play. It's a lot of play. Douchebag jar. Anyway, uh, I actually I do agree with you. I'm kind of spreading this too. Um, there were no other real legitimate wide receivers in this game for them. So you know, Devontae Parker was out. Will Fuller was out. So it was basically Waddle and Gasicki. But I think with rookie receivers. He's, he's only going to get better as the season goes along. Is kind of my thought. It's like he's he's going to continue to get better, crisper, better chemistry with Tua. We already had some with. I mean, I think I think he's legit, and I agree. They're going to be down, and most games are going to have to be throwing it. I don't think he's going to be consistent every week. You're going to get some duds. You're going to get some six and eight point games. I would I would guess, but I think the upside's there, and I think he's I think he'd be a nice flex play. Um especially during the bye weeks. I think he'd be a good flex play for, for you going forward. All right. I like it. What do, uh, what do you think about Zach Ertz in Arizona? I got that early season trade Philly finally getting rid of him, putting him uh, with the cards. 
So I'm kind of mixed on this one. I'm going to, I think I'm, I think I have to fold this for now because we don't know what it's going to look like until he's out on the field with his new team. My hesitation of course is there's too many other mouths to feed in that offense, but Kyler's been spreading around pretty well, but there's always at least one guy left out. So this past week, Kirk, AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, they all got touchdowns. Rondale Moore was kind of like the guy left out. In other weeks, Rondale will come up and, and shoot out for 120 yards and two touchdowns or something. And Christian Kirk will be left out or AJ Green will be left out or DeAndre sometimes gets left out. You're talking about five miles to feed now if you want to throw Zach Ertz in there. And you got Chase Edmonds coming out of the backfield too, catching balls. So it's a lot of miles to feed. I'm buying it in the sense he's not splitting time with another tight end specifically. You know, like in Philly, at least you know, he had Goddard in there. And so it's kind of like, you're not even necessarily the number one tight end in your own offense. Um, Wait, what had way to, fewer options. What happened to triple X triple X? Uh, this was surprising. We were texting about this. Um, <laughs> part of the imp- impetus for this trade, I guess Max Williams might be done for the year. They're worried he's done uh, for the year injury wise. So got to go out and get hurts. Got to go get a Z. You got to get a Z to uh, to a double Z to replace double X. <laughs> So when you so say you're buying, I gotta say, in, I gotta say you... folding in. Oh, you're folding it. I'm gonna okay, fold, I'm gonna fold in the cheese on this until I see him play. Okay. I I like some of it, but I I'm worried there's not enough room for him to be like substantially active there. Yeah, um, I I like Zach Ertz. I was I was actually a fan of his in Philadelphia. I just thought he was a very productive player. Obviously, he's not getting any younger, and his t- his end in Arizona, uh, in, excuse me, in Philadelphia wasn't as great, but. Yeah, I am unfortunately going to cut the cheese on Mr. Ertz just because, as you just said, there's way too many mouths to feed in Arizona. Kyler does a good job of spreading around, but I, I don't see him being higher than the fourth or fifth option on that offense. And so I don't think that's what you're looking for in a tight end, especially when you got the split running backs. you got three great wide receivers. I mean, man, I just don't see him making a huge impact. I think he's going to be good for them as a whole unit. I think he'll demand attention and I think he's going to help the team. But from a fantasy side, I just, I can't see him making a huge impact. So that's why I'm cutting the cheese. Hmm. All right, then you cut that cheese. I will do whatever you want. You do whatever very you want. Moldy, All right. moldy cheese. I got one for you here that I, I have a bit of a bone to pick with you and your boy, Jay Daryl Williams in Kansas city comes out and all he does is drop two touchdowns on you. <laughs> has one of the best running back weeks this week. Um, what say you, you Clyde Edwards, Alaire apologist. What do you say about Daryl Williams coming in here and getting a couple touchdowns? Man, I I miss my boy CEH much respect. Pour one out for you right now, but <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, egg on my face. He had a, a good week, you know, gave him the carries. He had 21 carries, got you. Wasn't a great average, but he got you 62 yards, a couple touchdowns. So that's nothing to shy away from. Got a few targets in the backfield as well. So, you know what? I'll fold on him for right now. I, I think that's I, an upgrade for me. I'm folding on him um, just because, you know, his timetable isn't going to be too, too long until uh, once CEH comes back. I know it's still a couple weeks away, but still. So I'll fold on him just that uh, obviously showed a good first performance and see where he can go from there. So before I give you my answer, um, which I appreciate what you're saying, what do you think happens when CEH comes back? in this backfield. Do you think it goes right back to mostly CEH? Do you think yes, Darryl I think it's, has an opportunity I think to it's, earn some? I think it's CEH's job. I think uh, they'll probably give Daryl some more looks, um, but 
it's not going to be a true 50-50 split. It'll probably be more of a 60-40 or even maybe a 65-35 kind of thing. So I still still think CEH is going to be the lead back. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think um, maybe he has a chance if he like really blows it out to carve out a bigger role and make himself the 1A and CEH the 1B. Mm-hmm. I, I got to tell you, I do see a scenario where he becomes the goal line back. CEH has, has struggled at the goal line so far in his career. Sure. And this could be bad news for for him in that regard. And Daryl Williams can be a touchdown maker. He he showed it last year too. When you need to rely on him, he's a very reliable player. And maybe that's, I mean, I don't remember Ch. He didn't have that many games where he was getting twenty plus touches, like true twenty plus rushes. You know, and so for Daryl to get twenty rushes, um, they clearly think that he's going to at least get them positive yardage, at least get what's blocked. And maybe that's something they worry about with Ch. Maybe he's a better pass blocker at this point in his career. I don't know. I think he's he's got an opportunity to carve out more of a role than he previously had. I don't think CEH is like going to get benched or anything. So I'm, I'm with you there. Okay. So wait, what was your final verdict? Spreading? I'm cold. spreading the cheese. You're I'm spreading, spreading the cheese while okay. he's while he's the starter. I'm definitely spreading the cheese. And then when CEH comes back, I guess I would fold to see what happens there. But I was I bought in this guy. I I claimed him on waivers. I tried to get him in every league I was in. I think while CEH is out, this guy is, is legit, a legit starter. All right. All right. Uh, staying in the backfield, we are heading over to the black hole and Kenyon Drake over in Las Vegas. You know, John Gruden's gone. Do you think his role is going to be different now? So it, that's, that's kind of the big question. He didn't get a whole lot of touches. He only had six touches yesterday, but they deployed him more in the passing game. They, they seemed more intentional getting the ball in his hands. He only had a couple touches in the last couple of games with Gruden. And so this new coach comes in, one of the assistants gets kind of elevated, and it seemed to make it more of a point to get him the ball. Um, Josh Jacobs still got, I think, 17 carries or something. I mean, it's not like they, they split the backfield. But right. Kenny got a couple of couple of touchdowns, and I don't think I think those are a little fluky. Like, you can't count on those every week. But it certainly seems like they're more intent on getting him involved. Um, Peyton Barber was a healthy scratch in this game, and I know – Peyton Barber is one of Gruden's favorites. So maybe that tells you, yeah, yeah, we're going to stick with Kenyon Drake. Uh, maybe the ownership came in and told him we paid this guy a ton of money. <laughs> we, you better get him on the field. I don't know. But I think that I think he'll have a better second half than first half. Um, I don't think it's an even split. So I got to say I'm folding. But I do buy that he will be more. I think he'll be more involved. Okay. Yeah. Um, Josh Jacobs is still clearly the lead back. So I got I got a fold on Kenyon. Just in the fact that he's, st- as you just mentioned, he will steal touchdowns. Um, so you can't cut him by any means. He's still a good stash to have, uh, especially if someone's on a bye week. I think you can put him in there. Hopefully, he can get you about you know nine to fourteen points for you. So he's a fold for me. Not just kind of, you know, nothing too flashy, nothing too like, oh my gosh, or this is amazing. Just kind of middle of the road. I'm folding on him. Just keep him, keep him stashed. And I think the reason you even mention a guy like this is because we're, we're hidden to the thick of the bye weeks. And like, yeah. this is a guy that I think, I think you could flex him uh, when you have other guys on by and, and be confident that he's going to at least pleasantly surprised not, too. Yeah. Not a total dud. And yeah, and he could have a big week like this. All right. Last one here going up to your pats in new England running back roulette, Ramondre Stevenson. He's had a couple of good weeks, putting, putting together a couple of good weeks. It looks like there's a chance this whole Brandon Bolden experiment is done for the 15th time. Maybe Ramondre's the third down back. He's got some receiving chops now all of a sudden. Is he 
the guy to back up Damian Harris if he goes down and is he the guy to get third down work if Damian Harris is healthy? Well, we never, I don't think anyone had really expected Brandon Bolden to be that third down guy. I know we mentioned him on the podcast a, a couple weeks ago saying maybe is he, I mean, Brandon Bolden's, he is who he is. He's not that big play guy. He's not someone you can really count on for those third downs. Obviously in the preseason, everyone was high on Ramon J. Stevenson that he's going to be the guy. He's really going to change, challenge Damian Harris, maybe with the lead back. And then he just didn't play. He was in the doghouse. So no, it was great to see him come out and have a lot of success against Dallas. Um, but once again, and we've mentioned this lots of times, you, you can't have a new England running back. They're just not reliable. And so unfortunately, I mean, if I'm, as a fan of the Patriots, I'm uh, spreading the cheese on Ramondre Stevenson. I would love to see him get more involved. As a fantasy owner, though, I am cutting the cheese on him just because, as we said, he could look at Bill Belichick weird one day in practice, and then he's out for six weeks just because of that. Uh, <laughs> you know, Jason and I were talking about Sonny Gray the other time, and you know, he had two monster games for the Patriots, and then he did not play for the rest of his career. So, yeah, fantasy wise. Jonas Craig, why do I keep saying Sunny Gray? That's the Oakland Sunny Days Gray. pitcher. Jeez. Well, oh, man. Oakland Days pitcher. Wow. <laughs> Thank you for that correction. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you just fantasy. He cannot be fantasy relevant, or at least not to be counted on. So I'm, I'm cutting the cheese on him. Okay. So I, I will defer to your opinion on this because you know that team much better than I do. And, I, and I've seen it too. Like I've seen the, how fickle Belichick can be with his players, especially in the running backs. I guess my question is like, is anyone going to step in and take James White's role? Because he actually was predictably solid and consistent and 10 to 15 points every week and sometimes 20. Like, is that even an option or are we just hoping that one of these names comes in and becomes the next James White? Was that only because Belichick totally trusted James White? I think so. I mean, someone could do that. I mean, excuse me, as you can see, it takes a lot to gain Bill's trust. You really have to show a lot. And James built that over time. He's been there for nine years or even 10 years now. And uh, he really earned it from him. And I mean, shoot, you saw it in that Super Bowl against the Falcons. And uh, he knew he was someone he could count on. He would make a big play when he needed it. Brandon Bolin's not that guy. Ramon Jashim is not that guy yet. Uh, maybe Stevenson can be, but he's not there. And so I don't think anyone is going to necessarily fill that role for them this year. They'll just might be just kind of have a, a rotation or I mean, again, as you saw against the Bucks, just abandon the run altogether, just looking to be throwing it. I mean, he's really getting the tight ends more involved now. He loves us two tight end sets. I think you'll see a lot more of that necessarily than a, a third down passing back. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I guess I got to cut it too. And uh, I'd, I would lean towards folding, but um, I'm going to cut the cheese too. I really just wanted to do that again. You just wanted that cut. I wanted it. I wanted it. All right. Why don't you hit us up with some blind resumes today? You got it, man. One of my favorite parts. This is fun. Uh, it's fun kind of going through them and seeing who's doing what and and the surprises. So I got four for you today. All right. I got four okay. resumes coming All up right. for you. Starting okay. at the quarterback position. Again, just a reminder, I'm giving Kemper two quarterbacks, not saying their names. I'm just giving them his stats. And so I want Kemper to either see if he can guess who the quarterback is or who, or just as in general, who he would rather have on his team currently. So, Quarterback A, his resume is he has 1,400 passing yards, 12 touchdowns, three interceptions, 27 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. So that's quarterback A for a total of 142 fantasy points. 
Quarterback B has almost 1,800 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, two interceptions, 57 rushing yards, but no rush touchdowns. And that is for a total of 150 fantasy points in our league. Who are you taking? Quarterback A or quarterback B? Hmm. Okay. These are pocket passers. Um, you're talking about 10 yards or less per game <laughs> rushing. <laughs> so we're mostly pocket passers. And uh, 27 rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns tells me we're talking about a goal line, uh, goal line rushing. Um, eighteen hundred passing yards. That's that's like three hundred a game. So that's that sounds like it would be like a Stafford type, you know. And the first one, fourteen hundred, those is not a ton. That's more like two hundred and twenty ish or so per game. Look at uh, you, quick touchdowns. A lot of touchdowns. So, um, maybe that, maybe that's like a Jameis. Uh, although they were on bye, so. I, yeah, I just so you know, both of these quarterbacks, all the players have played the same amount of games. So it's not like, oh, this guy has six games to five. They've all played the same amount. So there's no discrepancy okay. there. Okay. Shoot. Hmm. I mean, I want I want the guy who's got the more passing yards and the okay. 13 passing touchdowns. Um, you know, compared to this other guy. The two rushing touchdowns with that low of a yardage total tell me this is not a natural runner. So I'm not, I'm not like expecting Tom Brady rushing Tom yeah, Brady yeah, rushing I mean, statistics right there. It sounds like that. Yeah. So it doesn't sound like somebody who's not going to, I shouldn't expect to get like six more touchdowns out of this person, you know, so I don't think thinking, rushing man? is going to be a, a big part of their game. I'm going with player B. I'm going with 1800 passing yards. Give me All guys right. chucking it. You chose quarterback B that is Kirk cousins. And mm. you passed on quarterback a, who is Aaron Rodgers, the MVP himself. Wow. <laughs> so you chose wow. in our league the 131st overall pick compared to Aaron Rodgers, who was the 72nd overall pick. So mm. Kirk Cousins. I had a feeling one of these might be Cousins because I, I knew he was he's been chucking it, man. He's been absolutely chucking it. I had a feeling one yep. might be Cousins. So you heard um, it league. He's Rogers, gonna be trading for Rogers. Kirk here soon. I knew Rodgers had good um I knew he was getting touchdowns. I've got him in, in one of my leagues. I knew he was getting the touchdowns to make him still a strong fantasy quarterback i didn't realize i guess he's, he's getting so few passing yards good grief Those yeah. pretty i was just more surprised Adams. <laughs> yeah i was just surprised that kirk had 13 to aaron's 12 well shoot aaron also threw what how many three or four to aaron jones so <laughs> four yeah uh, yeah all right so hmm. kirk cousins your okay. new quarterback kirk cousins. all right i got him. got him all right moving on to wide receiver okay so i got two sets of wide receivers for you but we're just going to do one at a time all right, okay. so wide receiver A has 41 targets, 27 receptions for 550 yards and five touchdowns for a total of 114 fantasy points. Wide receiver B has 49 targets, 33 receptions, 497 yards, and four touchdowns for a total of 110 fantasy points. Who you got? Give me the yardage and touchdowns on the first one again. First guy was 550 yards for five touchdowns. Hmm. You should see his face right now. He's really 
diving deep into the backs of a brain saying, okay, well, let's break what this I, down. I really want to nail these players. Yeah, I really want to nail who the <laughs> players are. That's what I'm really trying to do here. Like yeah. um, making my decision on who I want. I mean, that I could do that probably pretty easily, but I really want to nail who the player is. That's what's most exciting. 27 receptions <laughs> is not a ton. If he has, in fact, played six games. Yep, these are all six gamers. Four, yeah, it's four and a half, four and a half per game. That's not a lot. But 90 yards a game, I mean, that's pretty solid. Four and a half for 90. I mean, geez. Going to start giving you a countdown timer, my man. You, yeah, you're going to have to, I guess. Um, I wanted to guess who these players were. I guess I guess I'll go with the guy who's, honestly, who's got more target share. The 40, like Player B's got 49 targets to 41. Correct. They're converting so want, it around the same rate. So you want wide receiver B with more targets but less yards? Sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so wide receiver B is your boy, C.D. Lamb. Boom! Okay. So that is C.D. Wide receiver A, who has more fantasy points, is Jamar Chase. Ooh, yes. I like that. 27 reception seems really low, right? Yeah, well, think about it. When we did the do-it bet board, Like Jamar Chase had one catch all game until the very end, two, and he ended up with 90 yards and a touchdown. Um, that's true so he's he's a big play guy so just for reference cd lamb cd lamb was picked 24th overall in our league with jamar chase picked 88th golly that's a steal for jamar chase give it up for blake for picking jamar chase yeah you know i love my boy cd so i would still take cd over jamar but jamar chase is a legit bona fide stud i mean that guy should have been a top 30 receiver you know he should be a starting receiver on any team yeah Hmm. all right we'll move quickly into ours at our next wide receiver matchup. Wide receiver A has 46 targets, 34 receptions, 409 yards, and two touchdowns. Wide receiver B has 39 targets, 24 receptions, 413 yards, and four touchdowns. Let's see you do the uh, beautiful mind thinking here. Well, I'm worried about the um, player B can't catch anything like <laughs> 24 <laughs> catches on 39 targets. Like that's a bit of a problem. Could be a poor um, throw. You never know. It probably is, but that's also a factor in how viable True. you are as a fantasy player. Oh, sorry. Did I tell you their, their fantasy points? Did I tell you that? They're basically the same. A has 92 yeah. points and B has 90. I, I'm going to go with the volume guy again, player A. Um, so player touchdowns. A. Harder to predict the touchdowns. 24 catches and four touchdowns is a pretty good ratio. Um, but 24 catches on 39 targets is inefficient. That is not good. Yes. So okay, I'm going to so go player A. A on that one. Yeah. So player A is on your team. It is one Chris Godwin. All Chris right. Godwin. Give me that. Need some touchdowns, uh, Godwin. Come on. And wide, rec- wide receiver B, Emmanuel Sanders. Ooh. Yeah. So like Chris, Godwin, Chris Godwin, you got him 34th overall, and Emmanuel Sanders clearly went undrafted. And yet they are separated wow. by only two fantasy points. So I like Emmanuel Sanders. Been talking him up for a few weeks now. Yeah. I do like him a lot. I didn't realize he I mean he's he started off slow. Well, the first couple of weeks he was basically non existent, and then the past few, he's gotten two touchdowns, two touchdown games, and then you know, last week last night he had five for 90 or something like that so mm-hmm. yeah so, yes yeah. 
I mean, that's those those two players, in my opinion, are a little more comparable, like rest of season. And honestly, I think I think CD and Jamar Chase are too, really mm-hmm. a little more comparable because they're like it's hard well, to know the, who the number one target in Tampa is. It's probably Mike Evans, right. but Antonio Brown has taken a lot of attention. So like Godwin has been really good, but not a superstar, you know? Right. But although what's kind of interesting about CD Lamb is obviously he had a huge day against the Patriots. He got. I want to say 30 something fantasy points that game. So prior to yeah. that, you know, he had had some bad weeks in a row. So that really, yep. that really vaulted him back up there, but I think that's where he should be anyway. Um, so we'll see how yeah. it kind of progresses from there. All right. Last mm. matchup. I like that matchup okay. of running backs. So running back a, sorry, there's going to be a lot of stat line here. So you got to pay attention. This guy's got 83 rush attempts for 385 yards and two rushing touchdowns. He also has 21 receptions. For 166 yards and four touchdowns. Running back B has 84 rushes, so very similar. 460 rushing yards, five rushing touchdowns. He also has 17 receptions for 116 yards, but no receiving touchdowns. Who are you going with? So the four receiving touchdowns. I would think that's got to be either Aaron Jones or DeAndre Swift. Um, the second back with the five rushing, I mean, five rush touchdowns is pretty good. That sounds like it could be like uh, James Conner. I don't know if he's getting three catches per game. I like the touchdown equity on the second player, player B. Um, the receiving okay. touchdowns, that that seems like really hard to predict. So then I'm really mostly looking at like targets and yardage and yeah, player A's got more. Um, Player B is clearly getting goal line work. I don't know. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Put five seconds up on the clock. All right. I'll take, um, gosh, I'll take, I'll take player A for the the total touches and yardage. Oh, wow. I did not see that coming. I I thought you were leaning B the whole time. All right. I really was. I, they're actually kind of the same yardage totals. I don't know. This is a really tough one. Well, player A has uh, 75 more rushing yards. But anyway, player A, you have selected Aaron Jones. You were right on. You nailed it right on the head. That is Aaron Jones. I think we kind of gave it away with the four uh, receiving touchdowns when I was talking about mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers. But uh, mm-hmm. so, yes, player B was James Robinson. Oh, once again, I forgot to give you the fantasy point totals, but they were comparable. Aaron Jones has 111 fantasy points. James Robinson has 106. So once again, interesting to see Aaron Jones picked 11th in our league and James Robinson went all the way down to 40th. And yet right hmm. there, neck and neck. Aaron Jones is not getting enough work and his He's workload not. is decreasing. And AJ Dillon and is AJ getting Dillon more work. AJ Dillon is kind of coming up. Yeah. Yeah. And meanwhile, on the opposite end, James Robinson was worrying about Carlos Hyde at the beginning of the season, and now he's starting to really take over, and he's playing James extremely well. So, been the one saving factor for the Jags, so it's been fun to yeah, watch him. He's he's been playing really well. Um, yeah, those receiving touchdowns are fluky, man. I don't I don't know how you <laughs> really predict those, but yeah, so that'll do it for uh, blind man. resumes, man. What'd you think? Dude, that was great. I love blind resumes. I think it's a great uh, it's a great segment. I wish I could be quicker on the draw on some of these. <laughs> so long, but I'm, I'm like, I mean, like I really want to nail who the player is. <laughs> you got Aaron Jones. I'm going to give you Aaron Jones. You were right there on him. You were a little way off with James Conner, but you got Aaron Jones. Boom. I'd be curious to see James Conner's rushing stats though. Um, 
because I think they're probably somewhere in that range. I don't know if he's got quite that many carries, but James Conner has Look. 79 attempts for 272 yards. 272. Wow. Yeah. Not near on the rushing. How many touchdowns do you have? Uh, five. Yeah. So the, the five touchdowns, I guess through me, it's 272 yards. That's garbage. They <laughs> <laughs> split. No chase, attempt. man. And the, attempts the, uh, the attempts and the touchdowns. I was pretty spot on there, but the yardage is way off. Anyway, yeah. he didn't have that many receptions, I don't think. So that's that should have been a giveaway. True. Nice, man. Well, great job. Great job coming up with those. That's always fun. Let's hit up some waivers, uh, some waiver claims this week. I don't have a ton, honestly, because it's getting there's a lot weeds, of hot garbage. It's a lot of hot weeds. garbage out there. Yeah, and people people knew bye weeks. Like bye week started last week, so like people already jumped in and grabbed a whole bunch of folks. But QB streamers are going to be hot this week. A lot of quarterbacks on by. I think you're looking at your boyfriend, Matt Ryan. Going up Matty to ice. Miami. Let's go. <laughs> Coming off of a bye, going against Miami. Hopefully Calvin Ridley's back and in the right headspace to play. <laughs> um, I think I think Matt Ryan could be a good play. Carson Wentz going to San Francisco. Carson kind of threw a dud this week. I was expecting big things, and they had a blowout against Houston. But it was a yeah, Taylor. Taylor show. I was going to say. Yeah. I was expecting more from Carson Wentz, but he's been playing pretty well. He's got T.Y. Hilton back, um, who got a little banged up, but I think he's back. And so they have a couple more weapons now, at least. Look at Garoppolo versus Indianapolis, assuming he's back and healthy. That's a good matchup at home for him. And then Tua on the other side of that Atlanta matchup. He looked pretty decent in his return. It, I mean, you're you're talking about streaming a quarterback for one week. It's at least worth considering if you don't have better options. So those are some say, names get the to right, keep in mind. Get the right matchup, you're golden. You don't need him for a season. That, you just need him to have one good game. Yeah, you need for one game, right? I was looking at um, the weather is going to be interesting because as of today, it's forecasting to be raining on both coasts in Florida and in California. So could end up getting some rain uh, in San Francisco and could end up getting rain in Miami and Tampa. And, you know, it's like if you're going to stream somebody, you'd hate to do it when they're they're sitting there pouring rain. But um, these guys are professionals. Hopefully they can play (laughs) Um, running backs. So running backs, we're, we're looking at some of the the fill-ins for the guys who got injured here. Dearness Johnson will be a pretty hot commodity this week. J.D. McKissick, probably a hot commodity this week. Jarrett Patterson, maybe, if you think he's going to get run in Washington. Um, I'm not certain. And I don't know that they're going to put Gibson on the shelf either. So you want to stay tuned to that before you make any decisions here. But Dearness Johnson would be a good one. Uh, Seattle, ugh, I don't know. Ugh. I don't I don't know that I like anybody in that backfield. Um, Alex Collins was running pretty well, and I'd like to see him back and healthy, but he tore his you butt. You see, uh, so. Seattle was reaching out to Cam Newton. Oh, were they? Yeah, <laughs> he did say so. he'd been vaccinated. So, yeah, <laughs> Good. I would too. Good for him. I don't know why they wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. Geno Smith is not the answer. Um, wide receiver, pretty bare bones. I didn't have a whole lot of options for us here. I did notice in our league that Jamison Crowder is available. He was on bye last week. He'd be a solid pickup if you need someone to fill in. If a guy like that is out there, that's probably the kind of guy you're going to be able to get this week. Yeah, um, it is bare bones, man. Yeah, slim pickings. Yeah. Um, let's get a Yahoo update here. I know you were excited Woo-hoo! about this one, and I'm excited for you. So I can I can tell us how get... it went down. Ah, oh, it was lovely this week. That's all I can say. Uh, finally, my entire team showed up, which is great to see. Surprisingly, the only guy who did not meet his projection was my boy, Tommy Brady. Uh, he had a solid game, but he had a high projection, didn't meet it. But everyone blew up. Hopkins got me two touchdowns. A.J. Brown was solid last night. Cortland Sutton had himself a day. Uh, Leonard Fournette had, was huge on Thursday. So, you know what? 
I was just pleased across the board. We uh, popped some champagne in the locker room, finally getting off the the losing schneid. So it was a great, great right. week. Uh, great week. It's a great week for us. So I was happy. I'm going to give would, him a Monday. Or excuse me. I'm going to give him today and tomorrow off, and uh, we'll get back to it on Thursday. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you probably don't need to practice that much anyway. One day should do it. Uh, yeah. I'm going to give credit to the uh, to the fans who were controlling your roster this week. I think that's really <laughs> set you over the top. You did have the highest point total. I league. did. I was going to say, it's all about the fans. Got some uh, suggestions about potential trades. So, hey, keep them coming. I need some. Keep it. Let's keep this rolling. So I need your help. I need to see you proposing some trades in this league. I need you to get a little more active on the on the trades. Yeah, you're right. Whatever the, whatever the fans say. You said you'd whatever do it. Whatever the fans say, I did. I need to see some proposals. Let's do it. I pulled out a W this week as well. So I'm on a bit of a streak. Um, I'm at five and one. Comfortably in second place only behind in points. And of course it's to my brother who had CD lamb and Dak Prescott go off for him. You're welcome for that. Uh, we are both five and one tied at the top, the troll boys domination. And I want to give an update. My mom, Sonia crushed it again. Six and O oh. she is six. Sonya, and Sonia, oh. she has the best record out of everybody. <laughs> she I beat up on son Son of Anarchy's Unreal Team. That's the name of the person she beat. <laughs> hey, we didn't... Uh, who'd she pick up in, in place of Russ? She played uh, Heineke. Oh, Which okay. did not turn out that great. Didn't really it did help. Did not turn out but... that great. But uh, so he played did okay. She, did she just pick him up or did she kind of have him stashed? Or how did, how did she, that She pull? just picked him up. Yeah, she okay. waited for waivers to run because I talked to her about it. She waited for waivers to run, checked in Wednesday morning after waivers had run, and then picked yep. him up free agent. All right. Hey, yeah. still got the win. It's all that matters. Keep it rolling. She got the W, man. She's cr- she's cruising. She's cruising. Got some bye weeks you got to worry about this week, and uh, we'll help her get through that. But all it takes, a little bit of advice. First timer. Hey, you know, I'm only two and four right now, but and as we all know, I'm not a successful adult. I don't eat vegetables, and I don't take care of myself. So. <laughs> I'd give you a hug right now, but my my shirt, what did you say? What did Nick Miller say? I'd give you a hug right my, now, but my shirt smells awful or something. My shirt smells weird. <laughs> my shirt smells weird. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, listen, hey, if you guys are listening to the pod and you really like it, do us a favor. We're trying to trying to make this thing grow the audience and get it out to as many people as we can. If you like it, tell a friend. Text it to somebody. Text the address to somebody or share the link somewhere. Write us a review. Um, let us know if you have feedback, if you have any thoughts, anything you want to hear us do or anything you want us to do on the show. Uh, we'd love to hear that. But we're really trying to spread the word a little bit and get more people involved. And we'd really appreciate it if you guys would help us out with that. Yes, sir. We want to keep spreading that cheese. So let us know. Spread that cheese. On that note. On that note. Keep, keep folding, folding in that, that cheese. cheese. Oh, we did it at the same time. That was awesome. Twinsies. Twinsies. Keep folding. Hold it. Guys, has anyone seen my good pea coat? Jar! Have you seen my shark skin laptop sleeve? Jar. Darn it. Has anyone seen my croquet cleats? Nick, I came up with the best name for an uncircumcised penis. Bishop in a turtleneck. Yeah. Jar. Damn it! I can't find my driving moccasins anywhere!